0: Welcome to the Battleground with J.D. Hall and Bryce Shaddy, a part of the Running Hook Podcast Network.
1: Hooks debate show. Joined by JD Hall and a newcomer, JD. Well, not a newcomer, he's been on here before. Caleb Lynn. Woo woo! Bryce cannot be with us today. Caleb is taking his spot. JD, I'm very
2: about the intros. Let's get to it. So in the red corner, they call them big and bad. Happy never said when he hear crazy, messy, get mad. Let's give it up for the glad dad, J.D. Hall. Now, in the blue corner, the man that came to sit in, the man that came to win, the man who's more famous than Alex Lynn is Caleb Lynn. Very, very nice. Very nice. JD, this
0: is the first time in a while you've actually had a debate with somebody. Uh, The co-host you normally have is normally uh, not not the hottest in this regard. So I'm looking forward to this.
2: Wow. (laughs) Send send some shots,
0: Caleb. Send some shots. In all seriousness, in all seriousness, in all seriousness, I, I am I am honored to come back on. It has been a while since I've came back on. Uh shout out the person that I'm replacing, Bryce Shaddy. He is my co-host. That's the reason I'm making these jokes. Uh but uh, you, Bryce. I, I, I am looking forward to this, JD. Definitely, definitely. Zach, Zach, I'm looking forward to your moderation. I believe I have never done it with your moderation, so I'm looking.
1: Forward. No, I don't. I don't believe so. In fact, okay. we've been on uh, we've been on an extended hiatus, JD. We haven't been
2: uh, I, recording I know, in a while. I know, man. Life happens, but <laughs> just like it, always, always, and every other time, every time we get back together, it's a movie. I love it. Uh, can't wait to get started. Love to have you back, uh, Caleb. Every time Let's me and you do yeah. something, I feel like it's magic. Absolutely. Well,
1: with no further ado, let's get into it, boys. We're going to start great NBA heavy show tonight. We're going to start with perhaps the biggest news in the NBA in the past week. John Wall and Russell Westbrook traded for each other. John Wall traded to Houston for, for uh, Russ and a future first round pick. Here's John Wall's injuries the last two years, fellas knee surgery, heel surgery. Achilles tear. He didn't play at all last season. Russ, meanwhile, his third team in three seasons. Caleb, you're the visitor. We'll let you go first. Who won the trade?
0: What's it's interesting to debate this right because the, the two things that that the similarities here with both of these players are that they're on pretty big contracts and there was Horrible a contract. you know dysfunctional relationship within both Westbrook and Harden and Beal and Wall um, now, I I believe I believe I mean I understand we we need to see John Wall a little more I I get that um, but but to me I, I really like what Houston did I think they they came out of this with a with a nice package I mean to be able to get a first I I do think Wall is is very good I think if he can come out and and be what he's been which I understand that it can be a stretch but I really do believe that for Houston you are. Trying to contend, you're trying to keep James Harden, you're making sure he's constantly involved. Meanwhile, with Washington, I don't really see this moving them up the ladder. If you look at the Eastern Conference standings in general, I don't see how they can put themselves in title contention. You can even argue, maybe even winning a first round series. Uh, so I, to me, this is a, a deal that, you know, it's just Houston trying to do what they can for Harden, which they've pretty much done ever since they've gotten there. So for me, I'll go Houston.
2: Jeremiah, who won this trade? Whoa, whoa, whoa! There would be no Jeremiah name calling. What? It's What's JD. It's JD. All right, JD, who won Jer- the trade? Jeremiah, come out once to you. It's not that time. All right. <laughs> Definitely Houston. Um, gotta agree with Caleb there. Uh, what did they get in Westbrook? Um, I actually think John Wall at this point may be a better shooter than Westbrook. Wall and uh, Bill's chemistry was top-notch. The the last person that Westbrook had good chemistry with um, was Paul George and Adams before the playoffs. Um, Once the playoffs came, um, I don't recall him passing much which led to a five-game series where he was destroyed in a one-on-one matchup with Damian Lillard. Didn't have chemistry with Paul George. I'm shocked. Hey, we're not going there right now. Um, I, and then Houston. That, that That's really the focal point. I think even if they was to lose Harden, they still win the trade. Just for the simple fact that we bringing in Christian Wood – um, DeMarcus Cousins, which are two guys with playing styles that fits John Wall perfectly. John Wall played in college with DeMarcus Cousins. where we know how dominant those two were together. Um, I think Christian Wood, he just fits because he's not, he's not a one-dimensional type of guy. He could play the pick and roll, pick and pop. I think Houston wins no matter what that trade. Um, I don't think Houston would be much of a threat to anybody just because it's already dysfunction there. And it, we got to see how the coaching, uh, style will be because if Harden plays the way that he played every other year, it's pretty much the same thing as last season. They, they lose without even putting up much of a challenge in my opinion. Washington's still going to suck. Um, uh, They both would be in the same place. But if the culture change is going to allow Harden to – not even allow, make Harden play without the ball to get him freer, which shouldn't be hard if uh, John Wall comes back. Even limited, if he's healthy coming downhill, he's a dangerous player especially in a pick-and-roll game with somebody like DeMarcus Cousin. That will free up James Harden. Is this, J.D., will stick it with you.
1: Is this what Westbrook has become, the guy that just gets traded every year?
2: I would say no just because I think the trade to Houston was stupid anyway. I never agree with the trade uh, to Houston. I agree. I a horrible I, trade. I never agree with the trade to Houston. But Houston was trying to do what they've been doing the last three years and scapegoat for James Harden not being that man in the playoffs. Hey, um, even in the regular season, they said, hey, we're losing a little bit too much. Melo is the problem. Get to the playoffs. Ah, You know what? Chris Paul just not doing it anymore. Let's trade him for a James Harden, friend who can't compliment him at all. Let's let's bring in Westbrook. Then they bring in Westbrook. Oh gosh, he can't shoot. Um, have y'all seen him the last two years? Did did he surprise y'all in the first practice? Knocking down shots. I'm just curious to what what made the trade go down. You thought it was gonna get better bringing them in, and then this: is what else they do? They trade Clint Capella. Yeah. So that's... Westbrook, so Westbrook had a paint. Westbrook put up great numbers. Don't get me wrong, but they were still not going. They were not going to be able to contend with none of the top teams. They got it once they played the top teams. I mean, they beat the uh, the Lakers in the regular season after that, but that was the only top team that they beat in the regular season with that style. They got destroyed in the playoffs. They got destroyed. Zubach had the career game of his life in the regular season immediately after that trade. They played... Uh, Zubach. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> oh, God. They They played Dallas right after that trade, and I mean... Matt, Mass Kleber, Kleber, yeah, Kle Kleber, Kleber should have a nice game versus y'all. Who Whoever says on the scam report, make sure Kleber does doesn't give us any buckets. <laughs>
1: I'm
2: I'm just saying that trade was horrible. Come, come um, in. Come. It was a
1: bad trade. The Capella trade was horrible. They lost all their I, size in Covington at center. They got eaten yeah.
2: alive. I, I don't think Westbrook has become that. I just think that due to where he's been playing has been terrible. And it's going to be the same thing. Westbrook would not stay in Washington. This is horrible. Absolutely oh, wow. terrible.
1: Well, on that note, Caleb, do you think
0: this is what Russ has become? The yeah, stars. absolutely. 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 I mean, the, the fact the fact here, Zach, is, I mean, this is a guy in, in Westbrook that, you know, has had dysfunctional issues in the past. He's had it with many stars. It's the same old thing. He's not good in the locker room. He wants to ball too much. And, and at the end of the day, you know, when you're one of these contending teams in a big market, you absolutely wow. – want to show, you know, your organization and commit to winning. And at this point, Russell Westbrook is a first-round player. Um, he's proving that he cannot get any deeper than that. So for Washington, you haven't made the playoffs in a while. You're you're under some pressure because you want to keep Bradley Beal around. So what do you do? You trade Russell Westbrook. The problem is you're going to get knocked down in the first round. So in my opinion, I, I think if you're Washington, like, yeah, I mean, you you – you do this deal to get yourself in the playoffs and if it, you know, cheers up Bradley Beal, but I mean, that's the least you can do, but yeah, I mean, this is, this is exactly what Russell Westbrook has become a, a player that is just becoming extremely dysfunctional within what, within everything. I mean, every system, it feels like he's always got some situation. There's always something with him. Now, I don't know if that's just, you know, Russell or if people, you know, putting that narrative on him. But I mean, from what I can see at this very moment, from what I'm reading, from what I can tell, yes, this is exactly what Russell Dressbooks became.
1: Now, I think there's a couple of reasons why this is what he's become. Number one, sure. his system his the way he plays. The I love the motor. I think everybody loves the motor. But Don't we all? Don't we all like the motor? He can't shoot. Really, he's never been able to shoot. And the contract is horrible. The contract is abhorrent. It is horrible. <laughs> Talk about bad contracts. They basically traded one for the other in terms of the contracts. But Caleb, we'll stick it with you. How do you rate the Houston Rockets offseason? They've added, they've added uh, DeMarcus Cousins. They've added John Wall. They've added Christian Wood. Oh, how do you, what do you make of it?
0: The way that JD talked about this offseason for the Rockets is just absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that's ridiculous. That's just, that's absolutely ridiculous. You're, you're talking about a big guy who has not stayed healthy the last two seasons, who is nowhere near close to playing 30 minutes a game, which is exactly what Houston's going to want to do. And then you have to think about it from the other perspective, which is Christian Wood, JD, you said the argument. You literally said James Harden likes to shoot the ball 20 plus times a game. Do you actually think Christian Wood's going to be able to touch the ball and be effective in what he does based off the way that they play? It's a team that you are looking at from the exact same lens, not to mention the fact that if you're Houston, you added DeMarcus Cousins, you 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 added Christian Wood, you added big guys because you realized that the strategy wasn't going to work. right? But the problem is, you know, A guy like Bookie Cousins is a, you know, a block player. He cannot spread himself out. He is a, and for Houston, I do not think that that's a good thing for them moving forward. Christian Wood fits them, but I don't trust the pieces that are with him to let him succeed. John Wall, I think he's a good player, and I've I've always said that. I think Christian Wood's a good player. But to be honest with you, uh, the fits are a little odd. I, I do not rate it. As high as I would many other teams, um, if you made me have to give a letter grade, I would say like a, like a C. It's fine. It's all desperate at this point. You know what you are as a team. So I right, give me a
2: C. I say I, I don't say that that was the best that they could do. I give it a C. But you acting like you just you just got to take in perspective that it's a new coach. That coach may change the system, and that's what I'm banking on. He said there would be changes made. Some changes got to be made if you get rid of Russell Westbrook, who's a healthier John Wall. Um, They they play similar, the similar styles. <laughs> Neither one really wants to shoot the ball. John Wall, a better shooter, a better passer. He's not going to go out looking to pat the stats, but Westbrook just can do more. But... No, I think that new style, new new coach means new style. Harden may take a lot of a lot of shots still, but I don't think that it'll take away from many others the way that it has every other season with him. saw him down to the last five seconds. If he don't have a shot, he passes. By the time you catch it, it's two three seconds on the clock. You shooting a three. I think it. I think it could do a lot just for the simple fact. You don't want James Harden handling the ball that much when you bring in a guy like John Wall and the Boogie Cousins. Boogie in those twenty-four minutes a game. Why for are you Golden talking about State,
0: Boogie like he's twenty seventeen? Boogie,
2: Boogie in twenty-four minutes a game for Golden State. Sixteen and eight was solid. That that's very solid. And he was return. He was returning from an injury. He he took a full season off coming into this year. I don't I don't I don't think Boogie is a bad pickup. I'm Cheeky. not saying I'm Cheeky. not saying he's coming in as superstar boogie, but who still can guard him on the post? He's he's a decent shooter. How many the times is he gonna get he's the ball nice on the pass. post with the way they play? How many times? They, Mike D'Antoni is not the coach. That's what I'm trying to get to. If I don't know system, if Silas changes. If that. the if on. the system changes, as I've been saying, it's not a bad it's not a bad thing truthfully and here's in here's you, the problem. You were right here's the when problem. you said you were right when you said desperate but you were wrong when you said not like boogie boogie can't help boogie definitely can help Boogie definitely If they actually use him correctly,
0: JD, the problem is Boogie is a player that takes up space on the block. He's not a player that is effective if you take him into the three-point line or you take him to the mid-range line. For the Houston Rockets, it would be a ultimate commitment to actually say, Hey, we have to set up a play. Actually, JD, let me let me let me take it from this perspective. Remember a guy by the name of Dwight Howard that used to play on Houston, who demanded <sighs> oh, the ball on the block every single time he played, even though everybody kind of knew it was kind of done for him? This is the same, this could be potentially a same type of situation
2: where Boogie is going to have to get the ball you think Dwight Howard moves you think Dwight Howard I want to pass it, it to Boogie, the, Boogie actually you worked from the block most of his career are we going to say Dwight Howard can do that I wouldn't have pass it to Dwight Howard either now, Which we then, haven't seen we haven't seen Boogie because that that, that, that Tony was the coach this I can't buy in on on James Horn still doing this without Dan Tony as the coach. With at least I, I just can't do it. I can't do it. With Kevin McHale as the coach, he 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 played similar, but it wasn't the same way. Kitty,
1: he, he, here's here's Caleb's issues with DeMarcus Cousins.
2: It's the injuries. He's got an Achilles in they yeah,
0: that's a good part of it.
2: Yep, I understand that. I'm not saying that it's not a concern, but we just taking it sure. for what we know. For what we know from the last time we seen him, he right. was he was solid for Golden State. Granted, he played with a with a stat team. Um, at the same time, you give them a you you give him a John Wall. No, nobody in Golden State operates in a pick and roll like a John Wall as far as getting downhill and facilitating at that time, which is a big thing for somebody like DeMarcus Cousins. He he can benefit very well from that. For the simple fact, if you switch it, you are gonna put a, a guard on them down low. I'm just saying, I don't, I don't, I don't think that necessary. Biggie can't run a pick and roll with Wall? This is. We're not in college. We're in
0: the NBA at this point. Boogie is a guy that's down on the block.
2: Oh my gosh, Boogie's a guy that he ran, plays on the block. He, he ran to pick your roll and go to state. And you know what? I'm not banking. What, what did that lead to? What do you? What did that lead to? What did that lead to for them? Buckets. What did that lead to? Buckets. Did it? Did it? is B- and past. Did it really? Which, which is it? his strength? Because they, they they
0: easily went to other big guys. They easily went to other big guys before they went to Boogie. Looney. Easily, Boogie McGee. They wanted their role players. I'm saying Boogie feels like no. He they were better be defenders.
2: Of they were better defenders, and they fit the offense better. They did not. <laughs> Oh, my God. They, they did not. They did not. Oh, my God. They did not. Oh, my God. They did not. <laughs> oh. <laughs> they did not. In those minutes, Boogie still played better numbers-wise. I'm just saying. Okay, numbers-wise. Better, numbers wise, better Whiteside a, puts a better, up better, numbers. What's your Better point? pass a, better rebounder. Better pass to better rebounder. Better. spot Whiteside.
0: So on white he puts side, numbers.
2: Uh, no, no. Hold up. He puts up numbers. Well, you are you giving these numbers? Well, who else are Houston going to play? Who what center are they going to play? Tyson Chandler, Christian Wood. They not bingo. Christian Wood going to play forty eight minutes. Nobody's going to play 48 minutes. Nobody's going to play 48 minutes. Boogie, I bet Boogie produce. I'm just saying. I hope he does. Every, I like every, Boogie. Every, I hope every, he does. I want him to be everything good. Everything that they did yeah. was desperate, but I'm not going to sit here and act like Boogie can't produce.
0: Now, I want to be clear. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying, can Houston use him effectively? And I, I don't believe that you're going to cater to somebody like DeMarcus Cousins who you hardly pay to try to make him happy. When you have an MVP candidate, you're going to make sure the MVP candidate's happy.
2: And if he don't, I'm going to tell
0: you right now. GD, to win, to right win now. they
2: got to mess it up. They're going to lose regardless. But to, to, but to win and actually have Harden dominant when they need him to, because Harden going to gas out. We see it all the time. Harden's going to gas out. For him to be at, tip, at his peak when they need him best, I think you got to utilize Boogie.
1: Now, since we have uh, kind of mentioned injuries, we talked about John Wall's injuries at the top. You now, that's not, not very appealing. But yeah, if he can get back to, I don't know, 80% of what he was, do you think we could see more? Because he resembles Chris Paul more than Russell Westbrook did. Do you think we could see more of that? Which were probably the best Rockets teams that James Harden's been on. That they've had in a long time.
2: Do you think that could work, JD? Nah, the roster blew up. I don't think. To be honest, I don't know why Houston even went after anybody. I say they should have traded everybody. <laughs> I'm just saying, with what they brought in, well, Caleb's always- it was with what they. It was a des- It was desperation moves. They didn't have a center. Boogie fist that. I don't understand the trade between Westbrook and Wall, but when once you brought in Boogie, that was a lot better. Well, Christian Woods probably going to
0: start. You. What makes what Christian makes a Wood Boogie addition change your opinion on that?
2: Westbrook would have ran, would have gave him the ball at all. At least John Wall will. I never seen I never seen Russell Westbrook throw the ball down low. No, don't
0: do no, oh. you're telling me you seen John Wall do that with who? Marcin no, Gortat. No, with Gortat. It, Gortat?
1: In defense oh, of Russell Westbrook, what dominant post players has he played with?
2: Stephen Adams? Um, I Can see Marcus? I seen Chris Paul give it to Adams last season. Yeah. But Chris Paul, Chris Paul Chris Paul's one of the best passers ever. Westbrook could do it, he just didn't do it. Oh. He quit quit. You, you're
0: so fake by this. You're, you're talking about the fact that Russell Westbrook's a great passer, when Chris Paul's one of the best passers you and you and I have ever seen, JD, and you know it.
2: You know it. It's an entry you know pass. As, as a point guard, you not taught uh, entry pass. I'm, I'm sorry, less and help. less.
0: I think Just, I think less and less point guards are taught entry passes, JD. That's that's where I'm going here. I think less and less point guards are being taught that. I mean, heck, you and I have seen it with 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 high school coverage. If everything is. Is flat out chest passes. There's there's no bounce passes anymore to the black JD. There's there's not. There's not. I mean, I you would think
2: that it's that's a basic it. fundamental skill. I'm sorry. The if the no, elite point the the elite the point guards understand when it's a mismatch down low and they can make the pass. Westbrook Westbrook is a score first guard. John Wall is a pass first guard. John Wall can dump the ball down low. Listen, I'm not necessarily saying everything they did was right. Like, that's why I keep saying everything was out of desperation. They just made the best out of it because they wasn't going to get anything anywhere else. I just don't necessarily see the direction that they're going. I'm not saying what they did was a great job. I say blow the entire thing up. Trade hard and as quick as possible. I, I don't know what they're going to do about John Wall. I don't see why you signed Christian Wood because the, the, the the roster sucks. Christian Wood should have went to a better team. He could have stayed in Detroit if he was going to go over there to Houston, so where, where he Detroit wasn't going to do Houston. anything.
0: Don't don't do that.
2: Wasn't going to get anything. Was not going to get anything. He should have stayed thing. in Detroit. Is that what you said? Over Houston right now. Houston is too
1: dysfunctional. Oh, oh my God. no, J.D., come on! The Pistons have the worst roster
0: in the NBA. <laughs>
2: Hey, we we found out about Christian Wood over there.
0: Well, we have because they had to what? knock out Drummond to get it done. Okay, they had to knock out Drummond to to make oh. Wood to make Wood special.
2: Okay, did they do it? Shady, <laughs> come on! They 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 they, they on, got JD. they got rid of their all star, and we found out about Christian. But wood to say he should have what what, what 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 what's going to happen if Caleb is right? Houston don't change anything. What happened to Christian Wood? I'm just saying, should have signed somewhere else. But not the Pistons. You don't go back to the Pistons. Yeah, exactly. We exactly. found out about him over there.
0: Because he's all they had. That's fine. That's fine. That's all he they played had. with. De- exactly he played with
2: there. Derrick Rose. Derrick that's Rose. That's all they had. There. No, 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 yep 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 no. Do not. We found out about him with Derek Derrick Rose. Rose. Do not Derrick Rose, Rose, Rose
0: elevated Christian. Come on. Uh,
2: no, I said that was the two players they right, had. He right, played with Derrick Rose. All right, uh Moving on to the next question. If if you're right, Caleb. If you're right. And they don't change nothing. What? It, how does he benefit his game? Does he get any better? Who?
0: Who? Can you tell me who? Harden. Christian Wood.
2: Christian Wood. If, if, if James they trade Harden. No. If if Houston don't change the system, and okay. everything goes to Harden. Okay. How does that benefit Christian Wood? He's
0: the best. Well, I mean, if you're if you're going to keep James Harden, right, which is what I think you're saying, then it's it's honestly going to help Wood out tremendously. Harden's never played with this good of a pick and pop big man. He's a guy that's going to be pick and pop. He's not pick and roll. He's going to allow you to still spread the court. He's going to allow you to still make plays.
2: you like, I like what seen Christian James Harden doing. run a pick and roll the last two years or a pick try and, try and pop him. in the yeah, last two years. With who? In a, that's all he does. It's a pick in, and roll
0: offense where you isolate with him and you try to get what you can. I,
2: yeah. I, have, I haven't seen James Harden do a pick and pop in like two seasons. And
0: that's what I'm seeing as a big guy to do it with. Christian Woods the exact type of big guy to do it. With. He's 6'11", with an effective three. P- Clint Capela Capella's a pick and roll guy. JD he's mm-hmm. never played with hard, hard, a pick it,
2: hard guy. Harden not gonna do that. Why would he do you, you said He led the League in Assist a couple years ago. Exactly. A couple years ago. You're right. You <gasps> but Caleb, Caleb's argument was if the system do, if the system remains the same. Harden hasn't it did it in two seasons. Harden hasn't done what in two seasons? A pick and roll. He ISOed the last two seasons, which is why he had the point boost. How do you think Click Capella ended up being a relevant center? Because of James Harden pick and rolls. Three seasons ago. Chris Paul, Chris Paul played ran the pick and roll with him afterwards. <laughs> oh all right. Moving on to the final question of oh this topic. I, I'm, hey, I'm me, sorry. I don't I don't I don't get what y'all are going all right, with. This. All, right.
1: all right. Moving on, moving on to okay. the wizard side of this final question of this topic. JD. Are the Wizards a playoff team now?
2: Yeah. They they would have been a playoff team if John Wall was healthy. They would just hurt. You think? What's the bottom of the the East? Well, uh They were beat out they were beat out by injured Nets. Um and the magic. Yeah, Magic then it was the Nets. We know the Nets going to still be a playoff team. Um You're going to have to I, knock I, out I, the Magic. I don't I don't necessarily see the Magic being better than them if John Wall was healthy. So I don't see much of a big difference when they only beat them back game this past season.
1: Yeah, I think you're going to have to knock out the Magic if you're the Wizards and you want to get in the playoffs.
2: I think I think they can just based off their top two players is better than the entire roster of Orlando.
1: I remember, they brought back uh, Bertans. So yeah, you you
2: can you you can get thirty games between uh, Walt uh, Westbrook and Bill. Orlando okay. gotta actually win, Caleb. I, I mean, here's
0: the thing. I think there's a couple teams. I, I mean, with Orlando, this is a team that, that actually has some discipline, veteran leadership, and good chemistry. I don't see there's any reason that they can't get back to the playoffs. I also think that Atlanta's no joke either. I don't understand why you guys slept over them. All they did was just go out, sign some pieces, keep their core together, and potentially put themselves in a playoff position um, in, the, in the lower seed. Miss me on Atlanta. Miss me on Atlanta. And here's the thing. I, I mean, if if I mean, both of those teams I think you can have a legitimate case with. Both of those teams. I, I do not think it's a lock that Washington makes the
2: playoffs. I, I don't think it's said a lock. they could over Orlando, Atlanta. On second hand, you were right. Atlanta could beat them out.
0: But here's the thing. Here's the thing. I can make the play with Orlando all day. I think Washington's not. I think Washington is going to be a okay, probably not that great defensive team right? I think the one thing that you have in Orlando is very strong defense. Clifford has always had a strong defense this season in Orlando. I don't think that ever changes. I don't think that changes next season. I think you're seeing this group continue to get better on the defensive side of the ball, which is always going to be a good thing for them, okay? And you got to think about it from this perspective. For the Magic, I mean, all they're doing is just writing writing what they have. There's something going down there. I'm not willing to put a team in Washington who just all of a sudden picks up Russell Westbrook and then it all changes, I mean, Orlando, I think, has got a good thing. I think they got a good thing going. I'm, I'm not ruling them out. I'm not ruling Atlanta out because of the moves that they made. And so, for that reason, I, I cannot say they're a lot.
1: All right. That ends that uh, topic for tonight. Moving on to the next one. The NBA Christmas schedule has been released. Gentlemen, we've got five games lined up for Christmas Day this year. Pelicans, Heat, Nets, Celtics, Clippers, Nuggets, Warriors, Bucks, and Mavs, Lakers. No Knicks this year. The Knicks have had 53 Christmas games. 22 and 31 in those games. It's the most appearances all time. It's a joke. The Pelicans, two straight years on Christmas Day. Caleb, what is your most intriguing game out of this lineup?
0: Well, here's the, here's the thing for me when I look at this, okay? I mean, I, I do think that most of the matchups, you know, are pretty good. Right, They're, they're, all, they're all pretty good, okay? Um, but, you know, I think with the Pelicans and Heat, you know, I'm, I'd probably take Miami even though, you know, Zion's legit. Uh, Clippers, Nuggets, we all had that win last year. I don't know why that changes. Warriors, Bucks. I mean, we, we know that with the Warriors, this is a team that, you know, has lost, you know, Clay Thompson, unfortunately due to injury. I just don't know. Um, how much firepower they could have with Milwaukee. So for for me, I would go with the Nets and Celtics. Uh, I I personally believe that these are uh, the two that you you could argue, uh, you know, Miami, I think Miami's right there. Uh, But, you know, if you did a little head coin toss or however you want to do it, I mean, the three in the East probably go in some order, you know, uh, uh, maybe, maybe you can go a lot of different teams, but you could go, you know, the Bucks could be in there. I think the Celtics could be in there. But here's the thing. I really like what Boston did this offseason. I don't think it was talked about enough. I really liked how they built their team. I think Brooklyn, obviously, if they can get the guys healthy, we all know what Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving as players are capable of. So for that reason alone, yeah, I'm very intrigued by the Nets and Celtics. I think this is a good thing that Brooklyn's back on the radar. And I think Boston is really freaking good. And I don't see how that changes. I think they're only going to get better. So for that reason, I'll go Nets-Celtics.
2: J.D. Um, I had the same answer, but at the same time, I think that's more just because I want to see Kyrie back versus Boston and see Kevin Durant back in general. But I've seen a lot of games this past season between Dallas and L.A. that were very good. Um, some to the point where it came down to the buzzer, had overtime games. I want to see them again. I just like the, uh, dynamic duos going head to head. I really enjoy that. Um, I don't know. It's a couple, it's a couple games on now. I'm really not sold on many of the others. Um, don't really care to see the Pelicans versus Miami just because I don't want to see Eric Black. So, um, I'm. I'm sorry. I don't. I
1: agree. No, I agree with you. Uh,
2: if Drew Holiday was still over there, I like the matchup. But
1: <laughs> <laughs> Bucks like, uh, Warriors. You like Steven Clay Thompson Adams? got hurt. Stephen Adams against Bam. All right.
2: Yeah. <laughs> I, I, see, look, I like. I like Stephen Adams. I like Stephen Adams. Uh, but I don't. I don't really want to see him and Bam. Head to head. Then Warriors Bucks, my boy Clay hurt. So that's a killer there. Um Clippers Nuggets. I don't want to talk about the Clippers right now. I gotta see them actually shake back. Um Mavs Lakers. That's my that's my pick. Then number two would be Net Celtics.
1: No, I don't agree with you. I think Mavs Lakers is the most intriguing, just cause we saw what the Mavs did against the Clippers last year. You yeah, know, I think Couple things go the other way. The Mavs, they you know they might take it to seven. I don't think they would have beat them, but I think they could have taken it to seven. And the Lakers, you know, they're the champs. So I want to see how the Mavs match up against the champs. But uh, JD, we'll stick it with you. Do the Pelicans deserve to be playing on Christmas Day?
2: Uh, I'm be honest. I don't really take Christmas Day as a big deal anymore. After seeing the Knicks play too many times, crossing it out. Last year, I didn't That's like fair. some of the matchups. I didn't like um, – No, Knicks getting on Christmas is a joke. Yeah. Last year, I didn't like uh, – which game was it? It was an earlier game. Didn't
1: really care to see know, it. OKC was on Christmas. Portland was on. Some weird teams on last year. <laughs> yeah, I, I,
2: I'm not I – don't, I don't really care. Um cool i like the i like to watch the games obviously but christmas don't mean anything anymore uh as far as it go they're not statement Uh, games it's not a playoff game all right jd let's just it is better it's better than watching um what, what what's a trash team the Clippers? Um, it's a lot more teams worse than them. Um, Hornets. Yeah, it's better than seeing the Hornets versus <laughs> Phoenix on Christmas. But no, Hornets, re- oh, by the way, I've never played on Christmas. I, oh, that's interesting. I'm just saying I don't really uh, take much into it anymore. Like, yeah, it's a nice thing to have, but it's not a big statement game to me. Well, J.D., let me frame it this way then.
1: Since it's not a big deal to you, it's a big deal to these teams. Do you, so, Do from that standpoint, do you think the Pelicans deserve to be playing?
2: Um, it's the Zion effect, sure. Go ahead, get them ratings. That's what it's about. That's what it's about for the NBA, having the Pelicans on. It's the ratings. Get the ratings. It's the Zion effect.
1: New Orleans was on Christmas last year. Why were
2: they on Christmas last year? They expected Zion to be playing. Ridiculous. I'm just saying. Nobody was big on Anthony Davis playing on Christmas. Then Zion, the the highlight reel, oh, put the Pelicans on for Christmas. I don't necessarily think much of it. I'm, it's cool. I'm going to watch every game anyway. I just want to watch good games. But it's not like this is going to tell much of, of a playoff matchup. Caleb,
1: does New Orleans deserve to be playing on Christmas Day?
0: I mean, I, I think JD has a point with the Zion, the Zion ratings. I mean, I, I would personally say, I mean, I know JD kind of said yes. I would personally say no. There's other teams that I, I would like to see in the conversation. I really am confused why a team like Philly is not on Christmas because they're a big market and, you know, they're, they're pretty good and they've got two good superstars. I mean, I, I don't know like, why isn't that team on there? Um, You know, there's, there's a lot of, you know, things I would have considered. I mean, heck, I I think you could seriously make an argument that Phoenix uh, would potentially be a legitimate uh, team to add into the schedule over the Pelicans. I mean, I I think, you know, they are a, a young team and something that I've, Discussed many times, and, and Alex was uh, the focal point of this uh, on his podcast. Check that out, by the way. Is that the Pelicans are a team that is honestly really going to struggle with floor spacing, and they're going to struggle with it a lot because you know they have JJ Reddick, and you obviously do not want to force Brandon Ingram to be a spot up catch and shooter. And so, you know, for me, like, I, I just there's a lot of teams I just prefer seeing. I would think a, a team like Philly would have been chosen. Uh, I would have thought a team like Phoenix would have been chosen. Um, heck, I, I, even Portland, I would argue, right. uh, could potentially be in that m- a little bit more marketable. Uh, so, you know, do I think that it makes sense that they are in this game? Yes, because of what you guys mentioned. Uh, but I would not say they deserve it over some of the teams that I just mentioned.
1: Caleb, stay with you. What team isn't playing that you'd want to see? I know you, I know you mentioned
0: the Suns. And the Trailblazers. Anyone else? Sir. Sure.
2: Um,
0: Suns, Portland. Um, for me, it's Philly. I I want to I want to see I want to see Philly early. I want to see this team with the new coaching staff. I want to see uh, Ben Simmons. I want to see Joel Embiid play together under new coaching regime. And and, and I want to see this roster uh, get set uh, because I think there's a lot of uh, talent that's that's up and down uh, that that I would be curious to to take an eye on. Here's another team though. And I think as a moderator yourself, uh, Zach, I think you're going to be pleasantly shocked by this. Uh, but I, I genuinely think that it would be kind of cool Don't to say. see the Pacers play.
1: Yeah,
0: I really do. Yeah. I, mean, I, I think they they all they've done has been a staple. And I just I think that this is a city that would really appreciate I mean, Heck, you, you know, Indiana, you know, the state of Indiana itself is all about basketball. I mean, if you had a home game on Christmas, that's going to get sold. That's going to get sold out to the Mazuos. I mean, there's no reason, no reason at all why the Pacers shouldn't have that opportunity. Potentially down the line, I think that's something the NBA should consider. Because I think every one of us would agree. I mean, granted, we're somewhat biased here. But I mean, Indiana is an incredible state for basketball. And if you gave them a Christmas game, I just think that would go off the charts. So, So for me, outside of the two you mentioned, Zach, it'd be Philly and Indiana.
1: Pacers, fun fact, have not had a Christmas game since 2004.
0: And that's imba- – I, th- I think there's a lot to question there. I mean, because I really do think the Pacers, you could make an argument. It'd be cool to have a game there.
1: Now about this team, you two. The Memphis Grizzlies, who have never had a Christmas game. Any interest in them on the holiday?
2: Over the Pacers, yeah.
1: Why ah. Why Why'd you have to do that?
2: I rather I rather see John no, Morant than any Pacers no, player. No,
1: that's not why. You I rather watch I rather watch John
2: Morant over any Pacers player. You said it rather watch Jaron Jackson Jr. over any Pacers player. You said,
1: well, I'd like to watch him over Miles Turner, but you did you did it to be disrespectful.
2: You no, I'm disrespectful. sorry, I I couldn't believe the Pacers was brought up.
1: No,
2: okay. I I just couldn't. I don't think that that's a team that
1: we're better than the What?
2: See the thing is for Christmas games, it's all about who's playing with a name that draws the that draws the eyes. Who's on the paces you going to sell? Who's on the Knicks? Listen, that's 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 all about it being New York. That's all about it being New York. You're right, <laughs> but I'm sorry, I do not see anybody on the paces who who who's just eye popping. Over a Zion Williamson. You're killing me. You're killing over a John ja a Moran. Pacers, a Pacers heat over a, Christmas game would o- be really over good. Over a tra- no, it's not. Why would it be better than this? It'd be
1: better we, than we this. We know
2: what would happen when Jimmy Butler lined up against T.J. Warren oh, again. We don't well, want to see on. it on Christmas. Bryce isn't here to defend oh, himself. Why, why would we want to send T.J. Warren home with a bad Christmas? I'm sorry. This, this, it should be all about love. We do not want Jimmy Butler to ruin – his Christmas, I do not want to see the Pacers on Christmas. Let them enjoy their Christmas, especially if we gonna sub out the Pelicans and put them against Miami. I'm sorry, we seen what happened in four games versus Miami. I don't want to see it again. We didn't have, especially our not best on
1: player. Christmas. We didn't have our best player.
2: Who? Sabonis. Oh, Sabonis. Oh yeah, that that's great help. You get a game. I give you a game. Oh, wow. what you? I'm sorry. You think they take them six games? Boston. Boston has struggled to take them six games. You telling me the Pacers was gonna take them uh, six games? Boston has two of the most talented wings in the NBA. And what do the Pacers have? Miles Turner. All right. I don't see it going six games then. I'm saying it was Sabonis
1: instead of Turner on Bam. We're not getting swept.
2: Okay. I I'm just i you real. don't like Turner any more than I do. No, I don't. I love Sabonis though, but I'm be real. That 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 series is not a big difference. So to put it on Christmas, why give TJ Warren the worst Christmas he can I'm have? I'm just
1: saying We're and Caleb too.
2: We're just saying it'd be a better game. Um, it's it's just a bunch of different teams I'd rather see over Indiana. It's a couple teams over the Pelicans, but like I said, it's a ratings thing. How many bigger yeah, names is. you gonna get than Zion Williamson? I get I get why they doing it, but if it was gonna be about better teams, everybody on here know I love Ben Simmons and Joel. I, I definitely agree on them. But if if we was just gonna talk about better teams, yeah, well you can name a lot more, but it's it's a it's a it's a um Raiders thing. How many bigger names you gonna get than Zion Williamson? Well, I for one would have liked to see the Sons. I want to I see love, that I, I, I love Chris Paul and Devin Booker both. And to so, so to see them both together, yeah, that's cool. Uh, any other see? Any other year, I, I would say never put them on TV. Yeah. Uh, but putting putting them with these two guys, I say yeah. And then with Miami being a, a elite defense, I like how you're dodging the Clippers, JD. After you were riding their coattails all season last year. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not dodging them. I, I said it months ago. The Clippers have. No, I have none to say about them until the playoffs. Is 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 what? What else am I supposed to say about the Clippers?
0: I don't know. Defend Six. your
2: favorite player. I don't know. Defend I, your favorite player. Defend talk, your favorite player and how he plays. I, I talk about Kawhi Leonard. See, that's how I know who tune in and who don't. I gave Kawhi Leonard. Paul George sucks. I gave Kawhi Leonard probably the worst run. I've given anybody. I I went in depth going in on Kawhi Leonard. I understand that you did that. But I'm not only going to blame Kawhi Leonard, because at the same time, they don't get that without Kawhi Leonard. I'm not going to throw it all on his shoulders. But I do say, obviously, it's a lot that you could go in on. But what's to say about the Clippers? Honestly, what's to say? Paul George sucks. That's what to say. I I,
0: I, (laughs) I don't think Paul George
2: sucks. Sucks. (laughs) Listen, he doesn't, I, sucks. I, in the I'm playoffs. Not, sucks I'm in big not, games. I'm not going in no. on listen, he can sucks. say this about Paul George, but he, he refused to say anything about Harden or Westbrook not showing up in the playoffs. <laughs> I,
1: I've been on Westbrook's ass.
2: He sucked in the playoffs. He sucked in the playoffs since I'm, Kevin I'm Durant pretty, left him. I'm, I'm pretty sure me and Bryce had a debate with you and A B and y'all said. Westbrook and Harden is going to be so tough for the Lakers. They're going to put up numbers. And me and Bryce's whole argument was they don't do great in the playoffs. They go down a lot as far as their, right. their overall gameplay. So you're going to continue to talk about Paul George. I will. But yes, you, I will. But you, but you will sit here and go for Westbrook and Harden. They fall in the same boat. None of them are nah, none of them are the, none nah. them are the same super, none of them are the same superstar nah, the well, Paul George none of them a, are the same Paul George is, the is the not playoffs. a superstar JD. he's not he's not and he never okay. has been okay, okay, I didn't hear you say that when he was in Indiana, he wasn't a superstar when he was here, all right he wasn't okay, okay. superstar he, to me when 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 he was over here, you weren't saying that, yeah, I was. Right. Overrated every year, especially after the injury. Look. I love how you I love I see, it's one thing about you that I love, Zach. When you talk about his overrated defense. Go in on that a little more.
1: Look, I will. I I will. He got filleted by Jeremy Grant. Okay. Look, when we're talking tangent here, all right. When we're talking about superstars, how many are there? Six? Okay. I'm pretty picky about my superstars.
0: They did a whole pod with Alex You Brown. always have been. You always have been, Jack. All right. I'm
2: just saying. saying. Even though you did say if, Pascal Siaka was a number one option. I did say that, yeah. That's not going to – You age. had the worst playoffs that you could have had. I did. I it was had, horrible. I, I had a bad series. You had the worst playoffs you could have had. And I was redeemed hey. just because Miami did what I said they would do.
1: Well, I was redeemed because Paul George came through for me. He came through for me just like I knew he would.
2: You don't get a redeem from a player when literally everything else from teams and players you said was terrible.
1: You were on my ass about how I was wrong about Paul George, and then
2: look what he did. Look okay, he did. I I said I was wrong about a series, and Paul. Okay, look, I, had a I was playoffs. wrong about a series and a player. You, you seen what Siakam did? Yeah, he guy, did nothing. You seen what your guy did? He did Did nothing. you see it? And. Everything you said, you know what? This it was, is neither here that we talking about Christmas. It was horrible, All right? I did. Christmas is a day of love and giving, and I don't want to see um, T.J. Warren out there, and I don't want to see who I else. I, I don't want to see Miles Turner get bodied. Yeah, I don't want to see Miles Turner. I don't want to see him on any national televised game. To be no. honest, no, they should just uh, sit for those games. I I prefer to see O.B. topping over Miles Turner. I would agree. Moving on
1: to our final topic of the night, the NBA offseason, just in general, a couple notable signings here. Bogdan Bogdanovich – well, more than a couple here. Bogdan Bogdanovich and Rondo to the Hawks, Jeff Teague and Tristan Thompson to the Celtics, Gordon Hayward to Charlotte, one of the more shocking ones, every mediocre big man to the Detroit Pistons, Christian Wood, Houston; Serge Ibaka to the Clippers; Montrez and Mark Gasol to the Lakers; Avery Bradley and Mo Harkless to the Heat; Tory Craig to the Bucks and Jay Crowder to the Suns. Some notable trades: Gallinari to the Hawks; Josh Richardson to the Mavericks; Kelly Oubre to the Warriors; John Wall to the Rockets; Dennis Schroeder to the Lakers; Drew Holiday to the Bucks. Stephen Adams to New Orleans, Eric Bledsoe to New Orleans, Seth Curry to Philly, Chris Paul to Phoenix, Robert Covington to Portland and Russ to the Wizards. Caleb, what is your favorite move of the NBA offseason?
0: what is my favorite move oh my gosh there's so many um that i that i really really like i mean are you just talking free agents trades or all of it do i just what what are you thinking Zach are your you favorite thinking, move trades just free in general agent, okay okay any move um well i <laughs> this is probably the most obvious one but i, I mean it, it's I, <laughs> It's got to be Chris Paul, man. I mean, you you know what he is going to bring. You know that overall, he is going to push Devin Booker in a way that we haven't seen. Um, I really liked the Suns in the bubble. uh, And I, I don't think that that's going to slow down. I mean, I understand they traded Oubre. I understand that they did all this, but they did it because they believe in the guys they have. And you know, if you can convince a guy, which is ultimately what you have to do now these days, convince a guy to want to go to them via trade, which is exactly what they did. Chris Paul it, going there just changes the respect level that an organization has, the way that Phoenix is going to play next season. This was a team that we were talking about maybe, just maybe, being an interesting playoff team. Now I think we're talking about them. Ate no bubble. Ate A no bubble, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like this is this is a legitimate team now, you guys, and I just think Chris Paul really completes them, and, and I'm excited to see what this move can do. So for me, I'm gonna go Chris
2: Paul, the Phoenix.
1: Well, let me flip it on you, Caleb. What's your favorite uh,
2: sign? I gotta go with everything Philly did. Um, everything Philly did. I I love what Philly did every season when they when Joel and Ben had shooters. We never talked about splitting them up. This past season, the first time they weren't surrounded by shooters, we heard oh they can't play together. Seth Curry and believe it or not, Danny Green, I think is a I think those are two good pickups for them. I think I think they needed shooters. They got shooters, they got a new coach. I I, I went on a uh rant about Brett Brown before. He's terrible. He, I don't understand why he was don't so long. Don't say his name. Don't say his name. Just saying. Um, but I love everything that Philly did. But as far as trades go, um it's a no, as far as yeah, as far as trades go, it's tough, um, outside of Philly. I really like what uh Coveting can do for Portland. It's no need to go any further on Chris Paul, and I really wanted to say Milwaukee did a big, great job, because getting rid of Eric Bledsoe and bringing in Drew is huge, huge massive. But but losing Bogdanovich, Botched. losing by losing Bogdanovich, Botched. really it, it it turned it turned me away cuz even even letting Robin Lopez go and bringing in uh uh Bobby Portis I like him uh out there over Lopez uh, I, if they brought in Badanovich, really, I would I would I would have liked it
1: You like uh Portis over Robin Lopez The great team, yeah. the great Robin Lopez <laughs> <laughs>
2: For for that team, I, I think Portis Portis a good a good fit. He can shoot. He's a yeah, solid I rebounder. I like Portis. Too. You know, hybrid four or five. Uh, the twenty thing was cool. All right, is over with now. Um, yeah, it was it was a lot of nice solid trades, but I really and, and sadness, But I really love everything that Philly did. I really did from a team perspective.
1: No, they, they, they sewed up the shooting really well. and Richardson, although I like him, they get off that contract, which allows them to get Seth Curry. So, I like that. Uh, Caleb, your favorite
0: signing? I mean, if, if I had to choose the signings, um, for me, I, I mean, I, I would say, and I've been writing it for quite a while, I would say it's it's the Jeff Teague Tristan Thompson because you're you're, you're replacing Brad Wanamaker, you guys. He was a that's Jeff, Jeff Teague is better than Brad Wanamaker. I mean, Jeff Teague is significantly better than Brad Wanamaker. Brad Wanamaker is like it's like how do I describe this? How do I describe this? It's like getting I don't know if you guys are big soda people, okay? But it's well, yeah, like, yeah. Okay. So you're a big soda guy, right? So if you go to the local grocery store and you buy the cheap soda just to get out of it, but to get what you want, I'm saying Jeff Teague is the large McDonald's Coke, which is he's what everybody wants because it's so much better than Brad Wanamaker. Uh, Even though they have to, to, okay, sure, sure. Sprite, Sprite, Sprite. But (laughs) I'm just saying they have to, it's like settling for the cheap soda. And that's what Brad Wanamaker is. That's it. And, and, and to me, when you can get Teague, like that's a great pickup. And I mean, Ennis Canter. <laughs> Oh my gosh! What a trash big man. I mean, all all he's all he's all he's ever all he's ever done is offense, which they, they're just the exact opposite of what they need. They they need defense, and Tristan Thompson gives you defense and rebounding. He knows I wouldn't call him trash, I wouldn't call trash. I'll volunteer. I I do not think he's that good of a player. And I think if you're wanting to be a winning team, you don't pick him up. But with Tristan Thompson, wow. like this <laughs> is <a> really good <laughs> big guy for Boston, because I think his defense, his rebounding, his energy is having a player, like I really, I really enjoy the ice. I think Thice is very good, uh, but getting Thompson now as well, just d- they don't lose the energy, the hustle, the rebounding, the versatility. And so for me, I think those are moves that I was kind of begging them, you know, to make uh, in the off season. And they nailed that. Uh, and they really nailed the draft. They as got them well. cheap so to Boston. Yep. Got them cheap. Absolutely.
1: <laughs> JD, your least favorite move. Of the off season.
2: I can't believe that um Caleb was just running about this guy, but I forgot Jeff Teague was in the league. <laughs> oh,
1: no, Caleb, just I
2: mean, saying he's fair. better he looks, than Wanamaker. I mean, he's he better than Wanamaker, Wanamaker but they—I'm nah, I'm sorry, I, I, I wouldn't have went after Jeff Teague I, over I, Brad Wanamaker. Why are we talking about Wanamaker? We saying the least favorite signing. We didn't they let they let Wanamaker go. Obviously they didn't want him. Jeff Teague's your least favorite signing, Jenny? I, yeah, I really don't see what he had. Wow.
0: Out of all these, is your least favorite? Out of all of these sightings, Jeff Teague is the worst sighting. Day. Are you kidding me right now? I are you kidding
2: no, I my, don't see. No, it. My gosh. What? What was wrong? Oh. I mean, I'm not finna talk about Detroit. I, I, <laughs> well, they speak for not, themselves. You're not. I, I, you, I, themselves.
0: you said that I, you said they developed. I like Jeremy work, Grant. Well, Grant. I like
2: Jeremy Grant. I like Jeremy Grant. I like that pickup. They speak for themselves. I, I like Jeremy Grant getting picked up uh, over Jeff Teague. Um, everything Atlanta did was better than Teague. Uh, I don't like the
0: money for a team that's not gonna win.
2: That's a lot of teams. Only one team win. And I'm saying, Jeremy
0: Grant's a player that you're gonna have to pay double-digit, fifteen, sixteen million dollars to just be in the same spot.
2: That was Wait, his decision. He could have went that? back to. He could have went back to uh, Denver. He decided not to. And I'm saying, and you're
0: you're talking about
2: your favorite move. How is
0: Jeremy Grant gonna impact Denver? Why is that? Or, or I, not
2: my favorite move. We said least favorite. Least favorite. Okay. Least favorite. Okay. I don't. I don't really know what Jeff T does for a Boston team like that. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. They could have went after any other point guard. I don't see who. Let me see who is a free agent point guard. Go
0: right a freaking
2: head. Uh, (laughs) Um, how much is Jeff Teague getting paid for this signing? They got him cheap. I mean, sure they got him cheap. He is he getting paid what he's worth? Wow.
0: Well, Jeff Teague. (laughs) Jeff Teague. Boston Celtics contract they literally had it pulled up the other two point six million dollars
2: <laughs> that that I wouldn't have did it
0: <laughs> two oh, million. Brad
2: went why are we still talking about Brad Wanamaker? Because Jeff Teague's better than Brad Wanamaker. Uh, they that's why they let Brad Wanamaker go, but I wouldn't have and they, they upgraded. Else. I, I wouldn't and they have, they have a
0: limited else. cap they have limited
2: cap, JD <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't really see the benefit of getting them develop. It's the young team. Develop one of the younger guards, y'all got. I'm sorry, I want to sign Jeff T. How many young guards did they just draft last season? They don't have a lot of young guards, I don't think. Carson well, I, I see what he sees, he, but his.
0: But I'm not. Well, I mean, I think you need a couple like, more years on him. It's like tricky because the
2: injuries. They're a young team, anyway. Like this, this is this is why I've been saying about Boston from Jump Street. They keep going after uh, in their prime guards to put around their their young their young uh, forts, and they trying to accelerate their championship window because they see how good these young guys is. Y'all already paid them. Just keep developing these young guys around them. That way you ain't got to try to bring in somebody new and build more chemistry. You're developing somebody who's been there already.
0: But you don't know if Jeff T can't develop Carson Edwards and do a fine backup point guard by the end of the year. I don't see don't what know that.
2: Jeff – what did Jeff T do these last three years anywhere? He's solid. A, he's, I'm not he's sitting there textbook. talking great numbers. I'm just saying he's solid. Do it to do what? Sit on the bench and talk to you?
0: No, Jeff he's T's a, the textbook average NBA point guard. He's a good backup point guard. Very, I, I would argue he's a very solid backup point guard.
2: Yeah. I, I don't even remember him being a solid backup point guard. He was an all-star one year, J.D. <laughs> yeah, when he started in Atlanta. How long ago? That was in 2015. I, that's five years ago. Tell me what he did since leaving the Pacers. He wasn't good over in Minnesota. As a backup last year, Fan liner, he wasn't good. They made they the traded. playoffs.
1: Minnesota made the playoffs. For it was five fine. Because of the...
2: Jimmy Butler.
1: Not but Jeff, Jeff T. He was a starting point guard. He was a starting point Jimmy guard on the but... playoff
2: team. Jimmy Butler led them to the playoffs. I'm not going to disagree with you, but they went saying... from the fourth seed to, to fighting for the eighth seed. No, I'm not Jimmy arguing with hurt. you. Yeah, and he was and he was just coming from what, two years removed from being an all star coming. I'm not I'm not come on, arguing with you I'm come just on, on, a, on on don't, Jimmy Butler. I'm not. Don't don't say he was a it's a lot of starting point guards that, that's not good. Uh you don't think he's good. He was
0: thirteen and six when he was in Minnesota. Thirteen and six. And you thirteen played, and six in Minnesota. You I didn't anticipate much. this, Jim. He TV. played twenty eight minutes. He played twenty eight minutes. Give or take he had he – so he was there starting in 2017, 2018. Mm-hmm. Jeff T consistently puts you in 14-7, and 12-8. It was good numbers. 13-6, and 6, those are good numbers. Plus, he's not a horrible defender. He's, a, he's an average, average defender at the point guard spot.
2: He's average. Uh, I, I'm not sold on this Jeff Teague. As up, a backup to kill Kemba him. Walker. As a backup to – Exactly. OK, I, I just I just think they developed the younger talent. I don't I don't really see what he brings. They
0: had no punch off their bench last season. They, they had still no don't. punch. They Jeff T don't. gives them a better. OK, oh, I don't I don't disagree with that. But Jeff they, T gives they, them a punch still don't. Carson
2: Edwards. You're not answering the question. Jeff T gives you more of a punch to Carson. The, Edwards, the, question, was, the question was, who is my least favorite move? I answered, and you acted like that was just the worst thing I could have said. Cause it is. Je- Cause it Je- is. Je- Jeff Because it is. Jeff T Jeff T really is one of the worst things I could have said. Out of all of these settings, what what, what oh, let me see. Maybe Tory Craig. Okay, okay. Russ Crick was that's a fun? really
0: good player at Denver. You he said you, say, you said ball.
2: signing. You said signing. No, I, oh, I said my,
1: move. Least favorite move.
2: I thought you said signing. Signing is Jeff T. Trade. Um, I don't. I don't get why they traded for Eric so Terrible. No, nah, that's horrible. I agree, that's horrible. That, that there you go. My my least favorite signing was Jeff T. It's not changing that might be my worst move overall. I I hate it. Caleb, your least favorite signing and
0: trade. I'll go. Everything Detroit did is my worst signing. Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and then literally <laughs> literally everything. Even Grinch. I, actually, no. I'll, I'll go a different. I'll go a different route. I'll go a different oh, okay. route than right. Detroit. I'll go a different route in Detroit. The taking taken. Give me Charlotte. Give me Charlotte. Wow. I don't. I don't. I think. I think the move with Gordon Hayward and paying him that much money, uh, especially with a team that you know, developing, having some pieces that you like that are young, then Gordon Hayward just flipping, you're getting a huge bag. I mean, you're just accelerating your timeline and. I mean, we just talked about teams we could possibly see sneak in in the, you know, the Eastern conference. And are we going to sit here and say that Charlotte's going to sneak into the playoffs next season? I don't know. I'm not betting on that. Right. And you're making this move. You're paying him a huge amount of money. I just, I don't see that move working out for them moving forward. So for, in terms of a sign, in terms of a signing, uh, and I guess, I don't know, you can call it a sign and trade, but you know, what? whatever it, I think that's a signing. So for me, Gordon Hayward's my least favorite signing. My least my least favorite trade. Um <laughs> no, timeout, I, mean, I think it's out, I need your
1: address. I'm shipping a LaMelo ball jersey to your house. I need your address real <laughs> <laughs> quick. It's your Christmas oh, gift.
0: Uh, okay, all right, all right. It's your Zach, Christmas right. gift from me to you. Yeah, all right, all right. <laughs> try to be nice <laughs> i i i do i do i do a appre- i do appreciate it i just i do i just it, it's just it's just not of my best interest that's just not of my best interest so that's why that's why i stay today. Right, yeah. Your now, least favorite trade? my least favorite trade um Definitely the Philly deal to get to get Seth Curry. I, I think it, it. I like Richardson a lot. Wow, I think he's a really good player. I think when you add Richardson's defense, Curry can't play defense like Richardson. But then he's Philly's Essential. I, Richardson can't shoot, and Philly, Philly gets Philly. You can sign. You can get a player that does what Seth. Now the key is, and here's what I don't understand, you guys. I mean, Danny Green's a, a good player. Seth Curry's a good player. I almost think in a weird way. They're going to cancel each other out minutes wise. I'm not crazy about getting rid of arguably your second best permanent defender to get significantly worse at permanent defense than Seth Curry. Not to mention the fact that I don't think Danny Green is where he used to be a defense on the defensive side of the ball. And and we saw in the postseason last year he he was not as effective from three as you would like. No, he wasn't. And 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 I and I and I just think with Philly, you know, you you really. You got rid of a good player, you know, who's younger than 30 years old. Dallas gets a player that's just only going to enhance, you know, the the chances that they have to grow. He's going to be perfect with Donchich, Richardson is. I, I, I would definitely say my least favorite traits, Philly, because I, I just – I like what Richardson did for them. I think he was – over-criticized due to the fact that it was, you know, everybody was sitting there like, well, Philly's got these high expectations. Al Horford coming into play, right? Yeah, Josh Richardson, you had Tobias Harris some full year. You know, you got a lot of pieces. And I just think Richardson was over-criticized. And I think he's going to fit really well in Dallas. And, and I really don't see how you're... Because you're, you're, what's happening, Zach, is Curry's a great shooter. I think Richardson's not as great of a shooter. I want to be clear on that. But I think Richardson and Curry and the gap defensively is so insanely huge. And I think that's what Philly really relies upon. And it's Doc Rivers, you guys? JD, you were bandwagoning all the clippers last season. Doc Rivers is a good
2: def- he's a good good defensive coach. Where, and was, he? where was he I mean, I mean, ha- where was he late? Have you heard Philly's what I serious? said about Doc Rivers? He I made have. no adjustment versus Denver. Exactly. He ain't that great. Exactly.
1: I'm got, he, uh, Caleb, he I he got to side you, with
2: J.D. Yeah, get you through the regular season.
1: I got to side with J.D., Caleb. Doc Rivers
0: was horrible in the playoffs.
1: Horrible, even against Dallas. It it he was made not, no it was adjustments
0: versus Dallas. It was not the greatest. It was not the greatest. But you know what? I think at the same time, your players have to sit there and say you need to make adjustments. I think it's a two-way street. I don't think it's just oh, you put all the blame on the coaching staff. I think your players we didn't put all the blame leaders, on them.
2: But to to say that a defensive coach didn't make a defensive adjustment, I'm not going to go that far to say. I mean, here's you're such thing. a great coach. No, if if you specialize in defense and you make no defensive adjustments, how great are you? Hey, I gotta take here on Doc Rivers. Go ahead. Is he really a
1: good defensive coach?
2: Let's think of the guys who he's had the privilege. Or has he had great defensive Kevin players?
1: Kevin Garnett, Rondo, Chris Paul, DeAndre Jordan. Haven't ever looked at it like that? Kawhi.
0: That's interesting. That's all I'm saying. I so think you're Doc saying Rivers the is a talent, good coach. You're saying the talent is what makes it, the talent that he's coached is what makes him a defensive coach.
1: I'm saying he's had the privilege of coaching okay. some of those guys. Somebody That's understandable. I can I can respect that. Lead defenders, yeah. I can respect that. No, I, I think Doc's that. a great coach. I still think he's sure. a good coach, but
2: yeah. Oh. He was exposed in an important series. How many 3 1 leads can you blow?
0: But why After are you it, put, why are you putting the blame all on Doc right now? In I this.
2: didn't put them well, well, all on I'm Doc. Not. But I'm not okay, putting them okay, all okay, on Doc, okay. but I'm just okay. saying we've seen okay. him blow too many leads where he had three games to 3 1 and better teams. Three, three to two, better teams, more talent. And he succumbed to to not making any adjustments. Just because you get get to three games without having to make many adjustments don't mean when the team start coming back you shouldn't. That's when you really should. Because obviously their adjustments are better than yours. And like I said, I'm not putting it all on him, but we got to hold him just as accountable as the players. The Clippers had no – no leaders on the floor, but can we say the same thing when Houston came back on the Clippers? Right, right. Yeah, fair, fair. Can we fair. say the I, same? I, I just yeah. I'm just saying. I'm like Doc. Don't get me wrong. Doc can do a lot of good. Yeah. Uh, he could do way. He could do way better than what Brett Brown ever did. Don't get sure. me wrong. Sure. I'm just sure. saying that at the same time, when when you look at it, Doc does have a a, a streaky record. When it comes to when he when he got leads, now we give him a lot of praise because of two years ago what he did.
1: Right before That's, he made okay. up,
2: sure. like that, right. that that he get he gets a lot of all all the things that people say just from that season. But at the same time, what has he done when he actually had the talent? He won once, but every other time he had the talent and had the lead, they didn't go in his favor. But I think when you're talking about Philly, though,
0: and this this is the thing I'm getting at, J.D., you can sit there and criticize last year, okay? But when you have arguably two of the ten best defensive players in the NBA in Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid, then that's going to help you. And I think that's going to help what Doc has been preaching. Now, I mean, if you want to benefit the talent, the talent's a key thing. I I, I understand what you're saying, but I just – Doc has came in with this reputation of being that right? Now he's going to have two legitimate defenders. I, I, we saw, I mean, let me be very, very clear. I'm not comparing Joel Embiid to Kevin Garnett. Okay. I want to be clear on this, but with Embiid, you know, he's, Doc has shown a lot of success with elite level, big men who are very good on the defensive side of the ball. And I I think that is an intriguing factor to this. And I, I think Ben Simmons is the best chess piece in the NBA defensively. Because he, he just he's just so ridiculous on everybody he guards. I mean, and, yeah. I, I just, it's just a curiosity thing, really. And I think when you talk about them and talk about Philly and talk about how Doc fits in, there's just a lot of pieces there that I, I, I'm very, very curious. Because I, I do think Doc could match well with this team. You know, Ben Simmons gets
1: a lot of praise for his defense. But people don't talk about how that was the biggest knock on him coming out of LSU. Look how he's improved his defense.
0: That's exactly right, That's exactly
2: right. Outside of the shooting, everybody always say he couldn't defend. And Ben Simmons is a top defender in the league. Look at him. That's exactly right. In my personal opinion, I think he was the best perimeter defender last season. He was. I would agree. He was awesome. And and, and I don't think it was even close. No. No. He was their defense. Especially when Embiid was out. Yeah. Oh, man. Especially when Embiid was out. He was switching one through five effortlessly. Yeah. But I – I, I, I definitely agree that I love that's why I say I loved everything that Philly did. Losing Josh Richardson is a big piece, but I, I gotta say, in my opinion, they needed more shooting than they than they did his defense. Just because you need your top your top players to be able to perform at, at, at the best level that they can. And I don't think that they would be able to do that with uh Josh Richardson out there instead of one of the shooters that they picked up. JD but for me, can, oh, can we say it was a great thing getting rid of Al Horford? Yes. Oh. Oh yeah. Oh, everything that Philly yeah. did was necessary. That that oh, that's yeah. why that's why I love their moves. Everything, <laughs> love, um, they, did was, everything yeah. they did was necessary. Yeah, I can. I, I the reason now, that everything I everything got a con to it though. That's all.
1: Yeah. Fair. And it, totally was, it was it was it was Daryl Morey who Bryce Shaddy thinks is a bad
0: GM. But go ahead, Caleb. Well, and I, it, to 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 look at it. You know, from this perspective, JD, here's here's my thing. For me to really like this move for Philly, something has to happen. I think there needs to be an increased role for Thibault. I think there needs to be an absolutely. And see if if there's not in an increased role, JD, and, I, and this is my question. I mean, we're sitting here hearing about oh well. Seth Curry elite is start defense, for them. Elite and defense. we're talking about like all this other stuff. Well, I mean, JD, if if you're trading a guy like Richardson, because you believe that Thybul can be what Richardson was, mm-hmm. which was a great defender, great slasher. But the other thing, but I don't like the fact that the rumors are coming out that Seth Curry is a starter. I don't, I don't really like that. I think uh, you need Thybul to come out and be a. I think if you can get Thybul to be the starter and give you that
2: that great defense that Shane you and I Milton. saw. Shake Milton and, and I But see I think, I think I think that may be part of it, Caleb, in all okay, honesty. Okay. I okay. think that may be part of it. Okay. Is Shake Milton gonna start? Would they could Oof. they possibly could they? Possibly, <laughs> could they possibly start Seth Curry at the one instead of a two position and still bring in Tyball with Ben Simmons, Joel? I'm just saying because know, of, because of you have Ben Simmons, you can do so many different things with your lineup. So uh I definitely agree. And you know, this pickup that they did, I don't like this guy personally, but I do like that they brought in Dwight. I I, I do. I don't underrated like him, move. but I, I wasn't I wasn't mad about the pickup at all. It's an underrated move,
1: especially you know, he's definitely a better rim protector than Horford was. You're getting him cheaper than you were for Horford. Yeah. I interpret it as Horford replacement
2: So <laughs> Hey can I ask a question Yeah When the Warriors get healthy How dangerous are they going to be With that addition of Kelly Oubre right. I really love that addition of Kelly Oubre Huge loss for the Suns They didn't lose Andrew Wick. I said the same thing I didn't think Phoenix would have did it Huge loss. I didn't think I didn't think Phoenix would have did it, and then to, I think Andrew Wiggins is gonna he's gonna definitely progress over there. Uh, and I any progression from him, any progression from him is a step forward. I really think Golden State bringing in Kelly Oubre, whether or not Clay got hurt or not, whether or not Clay yeah, got hurt, yeah, I, I agree. I any addition of Kelly Oubre to that team is is. Insane, and while talking about Golden State, I just want to say I don't think they get Giannis anymore. <laughs> I, don't, I don't. Much to Bryce's chagrin,
1: his favorite team will not get Giannis. Moving on, <laughs> Caleb, what team had the best off season? I want to give you some front runners here. I think the Lakers had a great off season. Sure. I think the Suns
0: had a good off season. Sure. What do you think? So, the, hmm, hmm. I mean, there's, uh, see, I, I think there's a lot of teams that did really well. And I think you could argue there's a lot of teams that did very well for a lot of reasons. Right. Um, you know, I mentioned to me how much I like Chris Paul. I mentioned that I really like what Boston did. Um, I, I think, I think Portland, man, I think they hit it out of the park. Yeah. I think they hit a grand slam. I think they hit a grand slam in everything they did. With with the with the little moves they did, they re-signed the right guys. They took chances on the right guys. They, I'm I'm being clear. I want to be clear. I don't get why you have Cantor. I don't understand that. But I love like the homecoming. (laughs) I love I love. Here's the thing though, and Alex Alex knows this better than anybody. Shout out Alex Burr. I am a Harry Giles guy. Have been. Have been for a while. This is a really good player to take a shot on. And for Portland, you know, he gives them unique playmaking from the big man position that I don't think they've really had. And that could free up some McCollum and Lillard cuts. They significantly, and I mean just significantly improved perimeter defense. I mean, they just went over the top and hit a grand slam on improving perimeter defense, which they struggled with the entire bubble. They just struggled. You cannot have Gary Trin as your best perimeter defender and expect to be a top threat. I mean, Covington gives you something there that I think is really needed. For me, I, I would go Portland. I think Phoenix uh, is a is a close second for me. And I think the Lakers are, are in this conversation for sure because, I mean, I think the moves of Trez and Gasol and Schroeder are in St. West Matthews. I mean, the, the rich get richer, right? I mean, they, they basically got richer. And so I, I would say those three teams really, really, really stuck out.
2: JD, who had the best off season? The team he said third, the rich got richer. They came off a championship and they improved the roster. Yeah. It's no other way to put it. Um But I can say that it's other teams I really liked what they did. I liked what Atlanta did, but to be honest, I really love what uh Portland and Miami did. Miami I wish they uh Crowder went back But him going to Phoenix Is an underrated move It is a very underrated move It's an underrated move We've seen how How impactful he was For Miami I mean the way that He shot the ball And was defending Was insane The way that he guarded Giannis Um Doesn't get talked about Enough Um I think Them bring But Miami Brought in every Bradley and Mo Harkless Two guys that Fits what they oh, do Harkless Yeah they like literally like they mode. brought in they brought in two guys that fit what they do. Um I already talked about uh the the thing that Coverton brings. I talked about Philly and my last one would probably be the surge pickup. Ibaka does so much huge because the the thing is for the Clippers, they didn't have a, a big man that could do what he do, Tre. Y'all know I, I love Trez going into the playoffs. He he just didn't. He he wasn't able to do what everybody expected of him. But Serge, Serge fits everything that they would have needed, and he's a defensive anchor, somebody who's going to talk back there. I, I really I really like that. Milwaukee would have been one of my teams, but they once they once they screwed themselves out of Bogdanovich. It hurt them because Drew Holiday alone was he took them next level. Yeah. Getting rid of Blesso was huge. I'm sorry. Getting getting rid of Blesso was huge and horrible, and contract. Replacing, him, horrible contract. replacing him with Drew Holiday. It's massive like how 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 much of a upgrade do you need in, in that you still got the you, you get better defense with better scoring and especially better shooting, and somebody who's not afraid in the playoffs, Bledsoe is trash in the playoffs.
0: It's horrible. It's horrible. It's well documented. Zach, real quick, if you don't mind, on the Bucks. Sure. my My thing, my thing with the Bucks is a couple things. I, I, I first off, I think their offseason is very overrated. Uh, I, I, I think when you look at the way that they handled it, like, I mean, Drew Holiday is a very good player, right? And even though I'm, I'm a supporter, I, I like blood. So I do think Holiday's an upgrade, but I just think with, with Holliday, I think there's an underlining factor to this that people do not realize and don't think about enough, which is that he's on a one-year deal. And so if he doesn't like what he's doing, he's That's out fair. of it. It's a fair point. And, 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 Same uh, as Giannis. And, <laughs> Same right, as Giannis. JD. Right. And so, I mean, here's the thing, you guys. I just think with with the Bucks, I, I understand where you guys are going. You guys are thinking, oh, it's a great basketball fit. But, I mean, this is a team that is really putting their chips on. And, and I really do believe that Bogdanovich was needed for them. I mean, you, I mean, there's a lot of things you can say. You can talk about how the league really – uh, screwed them out of Bogdanovich because of the tampering. You could talk about a whole lot of things there in terms of that. Um, I'm not the biggest Bogdanovich guy. It's nah, I'm not really, I've never been, but do I think that he would have been very good on this Bucks team? Yes. I think that holiday does them a little bit of good. I don't think that he puts them in a position where you are clearly better than these other Eastern conference teams. So I, Personally, for me, I'd like to drop the idea of Drew Holiday elevating them to this ultimate elite palace. I'd like to simmer that down because the other thing that the other problem in Milwaukee that I don't think enough people are talking about is you got a lot of young players. And picture, picture. Okay, here's the, here's the thing, Zach. Picture you. Picture you. Right. You are a. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, you would be the same age as Dante in general. And your team basically told you, "Hey, we're going to trade you. We're going to trade you." oh wait the league's gonna screw us over so i'm keeping you so as a young player you're gonna sit here and feel like you're valued no you're not no No, you're not and you're not gonna feel that way if you're dante di vincenzo you're not gonna feel that way if dj wilson i don't care what you guys think about their overall quality i'm just talking about the mental state of what that's like and what they are as young players and so the so the thing for me here is i think that this chemistry that they have is in question i think that Losing George Hill is a whole lot bigger than what people are talking about. I, I couldn't believe the they did that.
2: I couldn't I, believe I, they did that. I mean,
0: in JD, they did it to even the salaries, right? But, you know, he was a leader for them. Now, here's another and they lost Sterling leader, Brown. Leader three point which, shooter. Right. Sterling Brown was a player, leader off the court. He's gone. You 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 have a lot of pieces here, you guys that are are not there for them anymore.
2: Pe- people I, forget I, what Sterling did uh, when Brogdon went out two seasons exactly ago. That's exactly right.
0: That's exactly right, JD. And I and I, I, I,
2: I, I I agree yeah. with you, Caleb. I definitely agree with you. It's just for me, I, I look I see the perspective that you take in that if they if they was to keep Giannis, Drew is only a rental, right? Right. But this is right. the thing. I think now they actually get the sense that losing by Donovich, it's a big chance Giannis don't come back. So the rent of the renewal of Drew Holiday is 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 a great thing for them. because you still got rid of the Eric Blesso contract. And if you're gonna go and rebuild, and if you was to lose um Giannis, you don't want that contract to Blesso
0: no no i mean there's a lot there's a lot of way i can't disagree with that i mean because it it is a bad contract you also don't want the contract to george hill either jd i mean so in in whole reality they got off of two bigger contracts and you know i just what made another reason that made milwaukee so good you guys was they had incredible chemistry like you'd see the videos of lopez pretending he was a wwe fighter with all of his teammates and these mascots like that's fun, you guys. That's fun, and that develops and helps your team chemistry. And adding a guy like Bobby Portis, who has had many altercations in the past, hopefully he's actually going to be. Hopefully he's actually going to be helpful on. Talk the about TV WWE, forward. Bobby Portis. Right. Well, that was actually <laughs> real life, not even WWE. But with Lopez, like you sit there and, and I mean, I'm just saying, I I really think there's a lot that we have to watch. And there's a lot that we have to process, and I don't think these Eastern Conference teams that were ahead of them this this last season are going to decrease. They're not going to demarginalize in terms of how much better they're getting. So I I really I really think Milwaukee is is getting a little over hyped for this off season. But but sorry for taking so long, Zach.
1: No no no, I agree with both of you. I like the holiday move, but. I, so I agree with JD, but I also agree with Caleb in that the Milwaukee offseason is a little overhyped. I can't believe I can't I, believe, I I can't believe Some of these preseason rankings have them over Miami. <laughs>
0: Miami, Miami has better defense. Miami has better bench. They're a better team. They're better coached. Well, let me ask you this. Can Can I ask you this? Are the Milwaukee in both of you this? Do you think the Bucks are better than these? <laughs> Three teams that I'm the yes, three teams I mentioned Celtics, Nets, and Miami.
2: No, no, I personally, and I think
0: that's think... a legitimate problem.
2: I don't I think, think they can beat problem. Philly in a seven game series with these, with these lineups. That's fair. That's fair. I mean, those are four
0: teams, top contenders in the East that you're not better than, and Man. I think that's a problem.
2: And Philly, Philly, always been a matchup problem for sure. them uh, the past two two years, yep. especially well, three actually. Um, yep. But like I, I said before about Ben Simmons' defense alone. Ben Simmons was the only person to guard Giannis last season and hold him within single digits for a game. Yeah.
1: yeah. And I'll throw this in there. I am a homer, but matchup-wise, Pacers provide some problems. The only guy we don't match up with is Giannis. That's it.
2: Yeah.
0: We match up with no, everybody else. You're, that's a fair point.
2: When healthy last season. Brogdon caused Milwaukee defense problems. And Sabonis right. was unguardable. Right. They had nobody to guard Sabonis. It was was the Pacers' lack of shooting that led to Milwaukee getting into the break. Yeah.
1: GD, what contender from last year are you down on
2: after this offseason? Isn't it obvious? uh, Not Boston, Milwaukee. I, I said it last season, Milwaukee wasn't the best team in the East. Regular season, I said, yeah. Matchup wise, didn't never see them be Miami. I called it all season. This season, you did. you did. This season, I definitely don't see them being. First of all, teams not gonna fit them for sure. Now, last season they struck a little fear in teams. This season, no. After seeing the way that the playoffs went for Milwaukee, the fact that they lost that first game to Orlando. Show the weakness instantly. Then you go against Miami and become exposed the way that they did. I definitely don't think teams teams not gonna go in there with any fear, which is a big boost to mental and confidence, especially in a game like this. Um I'm I'm not sold out of Milwaukee at all. Caleb.
0: Here's a way. Here, here's 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 thing that I I would <sighs> here's I'm 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 a little bit. There's a lot of teams you could put in here, um, but if you're going to ask me based off the but based off the warning, a team from last year that you're down on uh, for this year, um, I, Toronto scares me. They, they scare me. I think they lost a lot of pieces. I'm worried that you are putting a whole lot of pressure on Larry, who I really, really like, but I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the fact that uh, just how insanely humbled Toronto was after the Boston series in the first round. I think that could potentially demoralize uh, a team. I think that can demoralize a guy like Siakam because you weren't even one of the top. What? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you guys could flip the list: top three, top four. You 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 weren't better top than Brown. You weren't better maybe than maybe top ten. Right, right. The, the, the number is very <laughs> low, and and it's it was not good. And and I, to me, like you have to sit there and and really think about that because we're talking about the, these Eastern Conference teams and and thinking high hopes. I think one of these teams is eventually going to diminish. Toronto was very high up last season. I do not. It's going to be tricky for me to be convinced that they can go a whole lot longer. I think another team that I I think is going to be very interesting uh that I am concerned about and I wouldn't say that I'm down I don't I wouldn't say I'm down on this team but I am concerned and that's Dallas I am concerned about oh. Dallas I think Dallas I think the thing with Dallas you guys is I, I think Porzingis is a big deal. I mean, you guys saw how good he was when he was healthy, and really how he looked when he was healthy. I mean, here's the take for you, JD. And I know I, I understand. You know, you, you like the Clippers. You like your boy Kwai, You like your boy Paul George here. But I do think Kristaps Porzingis being active would have very much changed how the Clippers defensively schemed. I don't think they could have committed as much as they did to Luca if Porzingis was healthy for most of those games. Absolutely. Part
1: of me, part of me oh, feels yeah. like if. I, I didn't I know the Clippers schemed
2: at all defensively. I didn't P- know they P- schemed P- at all. Porzingis was dominant the first couple games. It took for Kawhi to switch on Porzingis for Porzingis to be slowed down, which let Luca run rampant on right. uh, everybody. that The best person to defend him was Patrick Beverly. As soon as Beverly got hurt, yeah. he smote everybody guarding him. And the problem was the that – Paul George was streaky in his defense. Yeah. Um, the games where he did play good defense. He, he was a big, a big problem for Luca, but it was a lot of times just the simple chemistry mistakes that, that exposed him, exposed Reggie Jackson. Exactly. Yeah. And, And the shot on Reggie Jackson, Paul George was supposed to be his defender. People don't speak on that. Um, Marcus Morris did his job. He was an intimidator. He was an enforcer. He was doing everything he could to get in Luca head. Luca responded the way that he was supposed to, right? But yeah. the problem is that when you don't have an enforcer on your side, bingo. That allowed that allowed Marcus Morris to be even more impactful to the game. Bingo. Hey, but JD, here,
0: here's the other thing Dallas also has Dave Johnson now, so they arguably have uh, the best performer in the league.
1: <laughs>
2: now, 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 here's now the, the, so, neck I tattoo, mean, the neck
1: tattoo. The neck tattoo. The Trembler's got to
2: get involved fast. Yeah. <laughs> I do not want No punches thrown. <laughs> No, if, any, I mean, if, if yeah. anything, search, go out there, you talk to James and, and, and oh, you, know. you do what you gotta do. And I Marcus Morris, you jump in. Listen, nobody's gonna fight him one-on-one. No, no.
0: James no. Johnson. James Johnson is a is James, a total take.
2: No, that's no, what no. you call no, no. that's what you call a beast incarnate. Yeah, destruction <laughs> waiting no. to happen.
0: And I mean, and and you know, I, I like some of the the moves that they did. I just really think for me, it's not even it's, – it's an overall thing because I think there's a chance Luca can dominate. But I, I was really high on Przingis throughout the bubble and when he was playing, when he was healthy, how good he looked. And, and this is what they believed and envisioned the next 15 to 20 years could potentially look like for their franchise. And so I, I think for them to make a step, they need Przingis. So I would say when they get Przingis back, they're, they're going to be uh, ceilings all – they're, they're going to go up, 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 up. But until then, I'm, I think that's a tricky team for me.
1: Moving on to our wild cards tonight. Caleb, let me fill you in on how the wild cards work. Sure. Nobody knows what I'm going to ask except me. JD doesn't know. You don't know. So here we go. We've got three of them tonight. Three wild cards for you. Gentlemen, Toy Story. Celebrating its twenty fifth anniversary. I'd like to know what is your favorite Pixar film? JD.
2: I'm um, I'm I'm really not into uh the, the 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 different uh
0: oh come name. on no
2: no listen I don't okay. really know who who owns what name some Pixar for me uh Toy Story
1: Monsters Inc Finding Nemo
0: Up OGs, oh, classics Fratitude.
2: Cars cars I I, I knew Cocoa. about Monsters Inc uh Cars uh Up Wally yeah, I, I didn't really. This like is awesome. I love this wild card, Zach. I, I hate, em. I hate oh, them. I, I hate them. Oh, what? I love them, but this I. Is awful. No, listen. I love them, but I hate them because they always just something that's it's off the wall. But I'm going to go with Monsters Inc. Classic for me. Uh, no, 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 no. I can't go with them. Finding was something. Yeah, that
0: baby.
2: Know. Yeah. Finding Nemo it. Yeah. made made so many memories for me in school. Cause y'all know I like to talk. I like to play. I really did a lot of random things because of Finding Really? Caleb. What? Whoa! Really? Oh! oh whoa. Whoa. Wow! Wow! Okay! Wow! Yeah!
0: Wow! Caleb. Favorite Pixar? Film? Uh, oh my gosh. Well, I genuinely one of my things I like, I like Disney movies. All right. I was, I was raised all over them. I, I still watch them to this day. All right. So uh, this is actually a tough Same. decision for me. So I I will lean towards what I've been in the mood for, just in terms of movies and Disney Pixar's. I would actually go with Monsters Inc. I am a huge fan. Sully guy, baby, I love me some sully, sully. I love it. I love me some sully i I love me monsters Inc. I think it's ultimate classics you guys i I just love it uh i I just love it sogalski Rosalski, and all it's fantastic i love it i'll I'll say monsters but but i'll tell you, I think it's an iconic it's iconic, exactly. Which, which, which you know you, you know you got you got you got cars you got. The list is on and on and on. Yeah. I gotta
2: change, man. Incredibles, Incredibles. Yeah. Oh, good, yeah. good call. Good that's call. That's my favorite. Like, the Incredibles, Incredibles. are one. great too. Incredibles are great too. I always thought I was Dashing at Jack missed in one.
0: Well, I mean, you were dashed when you faced me, JD, in this background. You just ran away. But hey, hey, but that, that's all good though, right? But the, it's all good.
2: <laughs> you know what? If it wasn't in the season given. I would definitely respond. But uh, I'm I'm gonna give you that 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 uh that attack right there. I give that jab to you. Speaking of jabs, everyone's been standing a tonight, definitely watching that. Bryce, I miss you. Um Yeah. All right. But next time that Caleb throw a jab like that, I will respond the way Javante <laughs> Davis ended the sixth round versus Leo Santa Cruz.
1: Alright Moving on to another movie wild card Gentlemen Oh I'd like to know what your favorite Christmas film is We're in the holiday season The bells are ringing
2: Elf 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 elf. elf no question It's Elf I love Elf But the Elf That's What's your one favorite of the f- color? <laughs> <That's-> <laughs> That, that's one of the few movies. Bye, buddy. That, we'll that's considered a Christmas movie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's a he's a different kind of elf. He's an angry elf. Oh man, I love Elf, man. I can watch that all all year round. That's classic. That's awesome. My first time watching it, I, I'm pretty sure I've seen it like three times straight.
1: It's a classic. Ele-
2: straight. El- elementary stuff, man. I used to want to know everything from front to back. So I watched it nonstop. The singing, the singing in the bathroom scene. used <laughs> to take me out every time. It took me out.
0: You're not Santa. <laughs> There's so many insane quotes you, in this. I mean, oh gosh,
2: you smell like beef and cheese. You can't be Santa Claus. <laughs>
0: Cotton-headed nope. ditty buckets, maybe. Cotton-headed ditty buckets. <laughs> I, 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 <laughs> um, there's Elf is absolutely in the conversation. JD, that's a great one. I can't deny it. But here's the thing, you guys. I always like the the, the real, authentic... <laughs> christmas story i'll always yeah. take some polar express as well i i like ah. i like i like i think that's a very solid movie you cannot go wrong with that i think there's a lot it really it, there's just there's a lot you can choose some home alone um, yes 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 that is definitely in the conversation tech i i i mean you just can't you can't go wrong i mean Like, I can't stick to four main groups in movies, right? I mean, I like the candy and the candy cakes and the candy corns and the syrup when it comes to deciding for Christmas movies. You know, I just like it all. I like it all. Die hard. Die hard. Yes. yes, Yeah.
1: Can't go wrong with any of them. (laughs) Moving on to the final wild card. JD will not be happy with this one.
2: I had to do it to you, JD. I had to do it to you. It's not science, right? Oh, yeah, it is. It is. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. The Utah
1: monolith has disappeared. I don't know if you guys are familiar with what happened here. The mysterious. Here, I'll I'll share my screen with you. I'll share my screen so you can see. Here we go. Can you see it?
0: No? Damn it. Hang on, there. Yes, 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 I can. Yes, I can. All right, there you go. There you
1: go. (laughs) JD, (laughs) the mysterious monolith has disappeared four years after it was found. It was discovered recently by a helicopter survey team. Recovered by, or it was removed by four unknown men on November 27th. Two more monoliths have surfaced, however, in Romania and California. What do you guys make of this? Is there an alien conspiracy going on? What is happening? Any comments? Um, <laughs> take this okay. one away, JD.
2: Take this one away. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: what do you make of it, JD? Right. It's mysterious. It doesn't...
2: <sighs> <sighs> Okay i mean i I never been to Utah. I never seen this thing um it is mysteriously disappearing, okay? Well, somebody tell me if the aliens show up in a city wherever that thing was at i really I'm, I'm pretty sure. A human did something to that. I don't know, J.D. I don't know. And, but now four more than showed <laughs> up. Come on, man. One of them is they, that one, man. Nobody goes to Utah. huh? They Was probably you? just relocated it. What about this? This one?
1: Huh? No. No, no. Let me see. What do you make of it? They're appearing and reappearing.
2: Appearing and reappearing. Come on, that they not invisible. They're disappearing. Man, I'm. Not, people are lying. That's all. Caleb, any thoughts on this? <laughs>
0: I am. I am intrigued. I. This whole thing is a little intrigued to me. Here's the thing. You know. I, Science was never my strong suit. Never really has been, right? There's consistent help, but I, I will say, I, this was an intriguing, this is an intriguing and interesting development, interesting story. <laughs> I, I, I do, I, there's, there's a lot of mystery, and for that reason, I think it's very cool, and I, I, I appreciate it. I appreciate this stuff, so thank you, Zach. Thank you.
1: Of course, nice to have somebody appreciate the wild card. Exactly, I like
0: card. it. I like it. Get off the it gets a little bit off the beaten path.
1: <laughs> and our most famous segment, the call out corner. JD,
2: take it away, sir. Um, I called him out before. He already let me know he' ready for it. Uh. I can't wait to have him on, my boy Atlas Standard, big OKC fan. He coming. Uh, he 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 always on. Uh, he'll be on next week. Yeah, he on Twitter. He let everybody know what he feels. So everybody go 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 follow him and y'all will see what I be talking about. Biggest OKC fan I know, but he got some interesting takes. So it's not a call out as in the typical where I'm going at somebody. This just to let him know that. I'm here. I'm waiting. Can't wait to do it. And he gonna get full fledged, no hose barred, dominated. It will. Y'all, y'all seen when Brock Lesnar beat Undertaker at oh, WrestleMania wow. to take the streak? Oh wow! How he sent the Undertaker out of there. Oh league. JD! Wow d- d- JD! D- 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 that's the kind of performance I'm going after. I agree. He's gonna get bodied if he if he likes OKC okay, and he likes Paul George.
0: I don't know. So are you? Oh, are, nah. you take, he, are you he, taking? He, him he, to Suplex City, JD? Are you taking him to he Suplex like,
2: City? Hey, they they did come to Indianapolis before. Hey, they did. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they did. Hey. Yeah, they did. And if and, and if anybody know, they they know. Uh, I I said all the time: the Rock, my cousin Roman Reigns, my cousin Samoan Dynasty. So, uh. No, am saying,
0: basic WWE. Basic as the old calories. Hey, let me t- let me tell
2: you something. I got <laughs> I got a Superman punch for every time I'll be oh, disrespected. Oh <laughs> just like my cousin do. So
0: I'll hit you with an RKO from Randy Orton. How about
2: that? I like the RKOs. I like the RKOs. I, I love Randy. All time great. 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 Mr. Lynn. That, that's that's all for me. Who you got, Caleb? Don't call uh, out none of the lollipops. You can't no, call no I, lollipop. No, nah, they won't come I won't, on. They
0: won't come on. I won't, you know, because I, I know they don't have any guts to, really, to be honest with you, to take to take me, to take JD or to take Bryce for that matter, or for Zach the moderator. So I, with that be, with that being said, um, I I I am not even really I'm not even calling him out because I have any beef with him. It's just a little, hey, you know, I've done it with JD. How about I do it with Bryce? How about I do it with Bryce? That's all I ask. How about I do a call on Corner? How about I I do it with Bryce? I took took JD with the. I took JD. I've done JD twice now, I believe. Just saying, uh, how about we flip the scripts? How about about me and Bryce this time around? We have not done that. I mean, sure, we have our own podcast, so everybody gets to hear how much I own him and NFL takes. But uh, in in that regard, I, I just I, I want to hear him. I want I to be I want to see what he's like on this platform. I'll, I'll I'll give him whatever home territory he thinks he might have, and and from there we'll we'll figure out the rest. How about that? And
1: I have a call out tonight.
2: <laughs> Go yeah, ahead, Go Zach.
1: Calling out one of our own here. Oh,
0: Caleb Lynn. Oh, I know exactly where you're going, dude. I know, I know where you you're know, going. You know, Caleb, do. You're, not
1: I do. A, you're not a Browns guy. You're not a, yeah, hey, a hey, Baker Mayfield hey, guy. He's answered the call. And man. I what, – what what, happens when I listen to the Lynn Sandy this week, but you're on the Browns bandwagon. I was – I like the What's way going, they've been well, playing lately. Caleb, you That's can't it. just take a squat on a team and a player all season.
0: Okay, can I – can I okay, – I can't. And then I, suddenly get on their train. I'll explain on the Linsanity. I've been exp. I'll explain it to you now. I criticize Baker Mayfield. <laughs> but here's the one thing I do. Here's the one thing I do. Here's the one thing I do. Every one of you guys can attest to this. When Back I criticize down. something, when I criticize something, and then I see that there's improvement, I see that they're fixing whatever I'm criticizing, then I own it and I move on. The Browns are a team that is looking. They are finding a way to manage Baker Mayfield effectively. I, I mean, it's not that I'm sitting here like, oh, you know, I'm going for the Browns anyway. I'm just sitting here seeing what I'm seeing. Baker Mayfield's been a better quarterback. The offense looks better, and the defense is getting good penetration in the pass rush. So that's kind of the way I see it. But I get what you're saying, Zach. I do.
1: And I have half a call out. Uh, Paul George changing the narrative once again. All right, uh, everybody, thank you for listening to the Battleground. It's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Caleb, thank you for
0: joining us. Thank you for it was coming a, on. It was,
2: a, it was it was it really was really appreciate a you, Caleb.
0: It was it was a privilege. It was well done. This was a great show. Uh I got it was great. Overall it was a great experience.
1: And we'll have to have you come on again if one of our hosts it's unavailable.
0: Sure, sure. Call me the like you know how like in first take, Will Kane was the replacement <laughs> oh. for any time. Those guys. I'm not trying to compare myself to Will Kane. I hope you guys think I'm better than that. Uh, but, I, I respect, I, I respect I, you exactly. ten times exactly, more. Exactly, what I'm times saying more. I could just be your constant sub How about that? How about giving well. me your constant yeah, sub?
2: I mean, it's not many people who really have the guts to get in here and do what we do. You're in the bullpen.
1: You're in the bullpen. I did the bullpen. I, okay.
2: Because okay. let's just say it again the Lollipop Factory, <laughs> living up to their names. Listen. Listen, ever, ever since I started calling them Lollipops, I don't get invited on those shows. no shows. They always turn it down Ours. It, it just. It's gone dark. It's
0: always like that. It's always, dude. It's
2: always. It's I get always. it. I get ignored. I don't, only time I talk to people now is on Sundays, during the games. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not during the games, I have nobody to talk to. <laughs> they, they don't respond to me. They've gone silent.
0: Yeah, they have. Yeah,
1: Well, they do. Thank you for listening to the Battleground. And, you know, we have plenty of great content on the network, as you know. We have The Running Oak with Alex Burr. We have Lynn Sanity with Caleb Lynn. We have Circle City Cinema with myself and Brett Sexton. And we have Top with Ryan Gregory and Devin Voss. A lot of playoff action going on. Yeah.
2: So they'll have you covered there. Crazy. And, Such an amazing show. Can't believe it's ran by those guys. Well, Devin. <laughs> Dev Devin, 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 I respect you, Devin. You know, ain't no hard feelings with Devin. But Devin, that other guy. Devin
0: was on a Linsanity and and it was it was really good. So if I, you're in the Devin Voss mood for Running Hook Running Hook Network stuff, I I would recommend Devin Voss.
2: I love Devin. I know Devin to get on here. But that other guy, the guy that's a Bears fan's with me. Oh
1: no, he he won't, he won't. Him and Will Hog said they they they, they, they not Oh, it it will
2: yeah. it, take for the direction for Will to get on here.
0: Well, last time I think I was on JD. You called out Will. Will never responded to you after that. That's embarrassing. <laughs> hey,
2: listen, I don't get any. Fits responses. the profile though. Fits you, the profile. You you know how it is in the group chat, Caleb. Only responses I, I get. Do, is I do. I do. That's I the do. only time. Every time I, hey, I called you out, I won't be joining. Hey, I called you out. Cool. What? Oh, I can't make it. I can't make it. I can't make it. I can't make it. <laughs> it. It got to the point now where when I call somebody out, I don't even let them know anymore. They'll ne- ne- never come, those suckers. No, they won't. They won't. They'll disappear like the monolith. All I'm right. surprised nobody hanged them up on the Christmas tree this year. <laughs> As always, Caleb, thanks
1: again for joining us. And thanks Absolutely. For listening to The battleground.